This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. You know when you're really stressed or not feeling so great about your life or about yourself? Talking to someone who understands can really help. But who is that person? How do you find them? Where do you even start? Talkspace. Talkspace makes it easy to get the support you need. With Talkspace, you can go online, answer a few questions about your preferences, and be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. If you're depressed, stressed, struggling with a relationship, or if you want some counseling for you and your partner, or just need a little extra one-on-one support, Talkspace is here for you. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance, no problem. Now get $100 off your first month when you go to Talkspace.com slash comedy. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com slash comedy. Talkspace.com slash comedy. And now it's time for the Ask the Angry Ninja Show. All right, it's the Ask the Angry Ninja Show. What? Yes, I always do that. I know, it's annoying. And we're here today with our special guest, OVW Wrestling Superstar, future champion, Jesse Morris. How you doing, Jesse? I'm doing great. How you doing? And, uh, of course, he doesn't always go by Jesse Morris. He usually just goes by J-Mo. That's right. And he is one of the best wrestlers on the planet. And for those that don't know, I'll just introduce myself, Ooh. since you're not very good at it, apparently. Whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, weighing in at astounding 284 pounds from Orlando, Florida, the man everybody came to see. J-Mo, Jesse Morris. You are way better than that. And that's the difference between a, a, a professional wrestler and a guy who talks on the radio. It's a big, big difference right there. So Yeah, we're a little tougher. A little tough. Well, you're a little louder. I don't know about tougher. I mean, you, you can't be tougher than a ninja. Come on now. It's the angry ninja. Uh, so you've been wrestling now for how long? 16 years. 16 years. So in those 16 years, how many times have you been uh, well, I've lost count. You've lost count. Um, see, I've had broken arm. Actually, I broke my arm twice. Twice. I've dislocated shoulder. I uh, have had several instances where I just hit something wrong and couldn't get up. Uh, it happens. It's the nature of the business. Um, but serious injuries, uh, four. four. Four serious injuries. Wow. And what would you say was your worst? Injury? My my arm break. I broke my arm in three places. Three. And how did you break your arm in three places? Uh, you know, it's just wrestling. Just wrestling? Just wrestling. Just wrestling. Now, you've been wrestling 16 years, so you've had a lot of matches, I imagine. Is there any one match in mind that sticks out like that was my best match or that was the most entertaining match or, like, the most honored to work with that person? Well, when when you've been doing it as long as I have, it's, it's you kind of get an appreciation for every match, especially when you start windling down and you start getting to the point where every every match gets harder and harder on your body kind of appreciate it every single time you step in the ring um but as far as um a match that i'm most proud of or uh, most memorable match for me i know a lot of times you know with with my gimmick i'm an asshole i run my mouth a lot i cheat don't always don't do the things that are that are what the fans love but at the end of the day i'm doing it to entertain the fans with that being said uh, the most memorable match to me we actually did a benefit show for a um, little girl who needed a wheelchair um, because she has a rare bone disorder that causes her bones just to break. And uh, she had to have this wheelchair to even be able to function on a daily basis. And we did this benefit show for her. And, uh, of course, for me, we 
did a six-man main event, and uh, then when I came out, this little girl's face just lit up, and she started screaming my name, and to this day, still, to me, is the most memorable moment I'll ever have. Right. Please tell me the good news that y'all raised enough money. We actually did. We raised over $6,800 that day. That is awesome. Absolutely. That's awesome. Next time you do a beneficial like that, let me know, and, and I'll advertise it on, on here and try to get more people there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... That was a massively memorable moment. Who is, was your, maybe your favorite person to work with? I know you say you appreciate every match, but I can imagine some people might be a little too stiff. Some people might not know enough what they're doing. Is there any one person that kind of helped you make you a better wrestler? Oh, absolutely. And that's an actual opening book question, too, because you, you kind of pick stuff up from yeah. everybody. Um, but the most beneficial for me would have to be Rob Conway. Rob Conway. Rob Conway, by far professional 100% to the max he takes the time to critique you he takes the time to work with you he takes the time to listen to you now don't get me wrong he beat the shit out of me that day but he's actually very professional and he took time to help me learn even the stuff that he thought I could have done better on it took the time to tell me and that's hard to find in the wrestling business a lot of times in the wrestling business you work with you know several different people and when you get to the back you're like hey how was it and they're like yeah hey, it was great yeah. yeah, it was great. But Appreciate it. it <laughs> what was great about it? Uh, you know, that one thing you did. Yeah, that was it. So, huh? yeah, they don't really pay attention. So, to actually get honest, open feedback um, is actually really good. And uh, Rob's one of those guys that will take the time to do that for you. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. but if you, in, in, in any business, that's probably rare to come by. Absolutely. Um, now, you're wrestling with the OVW now. Mm -hmm. And that is uh, televised? It is. It's nationwide, over 650,000 homes. Wow. So it's, good. it's a lot of fun. Um I, and, and to be honest with you, I've worked um, a lot uh, over the last 16 years to finally get an opportunity like this. I'm actually just stepping in the ropes of OVW. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'd love to say I'm an OVW superstar, but in all actuality, I, I'm not to that level yet. I am working with OVW. I am developing a working relationship with OVW, and I'm grateful for that opportunity. So, Well, I'm going to say OVW superstar because um, you're a superstar in my mind. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, now, if I wanted to watch OVW, uh, when does it air? I know it's going to be all different channels, mm -hmm. but in local area, because the show's mainly played in Kentucky. Uh -huh. uh, what, Locally, what? It, it, it comes on Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights? Uh, at 8 p.m. on uh, WG21. Uh, okay. Um, WGN21. Um, but nationally, though, it is on Saturdays. 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 And you can find us on Roku. You can find us on any of the streaming outlets. Like, okay. they, they've, they've got their own channel. They've got their own... You can actually go on and, and subscribe to OVW Network now. Mm -hmm. $4.99 a month. Can't beat it. All the all the OVW libraries in there. Some great classic matches uh, all the way back from, from the beginning. So it's a lot of fun. Definitely check it out. Now, at one time, OVW was a feeder program for the WWE. But, of course, now they went with the next program. And then OVW was a feeder program for TNA. Mm -hmm. Are they still doing anything like that? Or do they have this completely their own thing? I mean, when you got Al Snow as the owner of your company, yeah. you kind of have open access to anybody and everybody. Right. Everybody loves Al. I was one of those guys. He's earned his respect in the yeah, business. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of people. Um, just for instance, last week on TV, we had Madison Rain in there. Wow. For, for for wrestling fans, I'm sure they're pretty familiar with who Madison Rain is. Yes. Um, so yeah, absolutely. And then so it's just it's just an open-ended book now. With Al in there, he's got so many connections with every company. And so many connections with people across the wrestling world as a, as a whole, he could bring pretty much anybody he wanted in now to help and work. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, how do you feel about the new company AEW? Well, <laughs> that seems like a loaded answer right there. That that's a loaded question. 
and, and for me, it, it's not that I, 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 I have no problems with AEW. I think it's great. Yeah. I think competition's great. Yes. Um, I, I didn't really like the fact that WWE kind of shut everybody down, you know, yeah. uh, back when they did. Um, having the, the Monday Night Wars was some of the best time in wrestling. Some right. of the best, most fun time to watch wrestling was during the Monday Night Wars when they were going back and forth. Um, to me, it's not so much of not liking it. To me, it's just a preference thing because um, I'm an old school guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm more of a storytelling, you know, choke, kick, hold, run your mouth, you know, make the fans, you know, want to kick your butt and, you know, make the fans want to get behind you and have them invest in your character. Um, a lot of times in AEW, for me, it's just too fast. It's just spot, 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 go home, finish, boom, yay! Yay! Yeah, well, wait, wait a second. What did I just watch? They're like, saying they're more wrestling focused, I think, is their tagline. But every time I watch the matches, I'm like, how can we make it hurt somebody? Right. Like, it, it looks like, because Matt Hardy just got hurt. Right. They threw him off a scissor. Oh, that was, that, was, that was crazy. And then to have them go ahead and finish that match, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that it went down the way it did. Yeah. So, now you talked about the Monday Night Wars. Uh-huh. And you blamed WWE uh-huh. for shutting them down. Watching the Monday Night Wars, because I grew up with Monday Night Wars much like you did. We're pretty close to the same age. Uh, I don't feel like WWE shut them down. They just put out, in the end, started putting out a better product because WCW just got, they had the great concept with NWO, mm-hmm. and they let it become this monster that just kind of couldn't go nowhere. And they never, they should have cut ties with the NWO and, and broke that group up way before they because it went all the way to the end and was not bad. necessarily cut ties with NWO and break it up they should have not let the people who were in the NWO have keep control. running the company yeah that's like, kind of what happened you, you had a group of friends yeah. they were, that'd be like me and you that'd be like me starting my own company like hey brother me and you we're gonna be the top dogs of this business and we're gonna run everybody else out of here yeah and that's how it was if you weren't in the clique you weren't staying long no and, they buried you fast and, and, and so WCW actually had at one point had this great Thing and probably maybe at one point could have actually even beat WWE, but then they 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 ruined it. They actually were going to beat WWE. WWE was close to going bankrupt. Yeah, like they 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 were in a lot of trouble and at they, one point. WCW was the show for several weeks in a row, and they just they got too big despite themselves. Yeah, and and, and it turns out Kevin Nash and um, Hulk Hogan shouldn't be in charge of anything. Right. And it's, of course, you know, you have all these conspiracy theories out there and all these different, you know, and you don't know unless you're in those circles. Yeah. But it would not put a bad, it wouldn't surprise me if somewhere along the line there was some inside jobs going on there. People coming in, taking money and purposely getting them, you know, shut down so they can run back to the other one because... I mean, that may be true, but at the same time, I I feel like anytime you show and you give the the people who are in the matches creative control over whether or not they everything yeah. that's eventually going to lead to a problem. Oh yeah, and, and I think that's I think that's the people coming taking money and leaving that was bad, but that's not what killed it. Hey, I got an idea. Let's let's let, let's have Kevin Dash lose tonight. Nah, I don't like that idea. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm not even going to wrestle tonight. <laughs> yeah. now. Never mind. <laughs> well, that, that, we've been building this match for three weeks. Eh, I'm not uh, feeling it. Yeah. No, that, that that was that was. I think that's what killed the WWE. I agree. I, I would agree with that 100. That and the episode, I, I'll still never forget it. I think it was Vince, Res- Vince Russo's first episode on screen, mm-hmm. and that guy should not be doing anything but, anymore. But see, in honesty, though, it comes back with Vincent Mann, it goes back a little bit further than even the Monday Night Wars because the way wrestling was 
back in the day, um, and when I, because you know, like I said, I'm old school. But back in the day, it was territories. Yeah. You could you could literally make a living working the same match over and over and over, just go to different places. Yeah. Go to this territory. Well, Vince shut those territories down. Vince took over it all. Yeah. Vince decided to go nationally and said, I mean, he kind of I'm. From what I hear, it kind of pissed his dad off because his dad was had close friends yeah. within the business, and then the, and Vince kind of went over and said, "Hey." Well, that that is true. But remember when the, I don't remember watching this uh, Nitro where Vince Russo got hired, Eric Bischoff and him came out, and they stripped the titles off every single wrestler. They're like, we're gonna have all new tournaments for everyone. And I'm like, uh, no, 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 <laughs> no. That's not how it works. Wait a second. Wait, no. Question no, in the back. No, can't do that. Uh, yeah, I thought that was, re- I thought that really, really, really hurt them. Like, and at the time, what, Jeff Jarrett was their president, or their t- champion, the chosen one? I'm like, Jeff Jarrett shouldn't be champion of anything ever. He's ridiculous. You just gotta be like somebody better. Uh, I, I, Jeff Jarrett's a hell of a guy. Hell of a worker. He, he, yeah, but I just, when I think about a champion and his character at the time, I'm just like, no, no, mm-hmm. no. But as far as a businessman goes, I mean, you you can't knock Vince for doing what he done. I mean, he, he's the he's successful today because of the decisions he made. Oh yeah. Not then the decisions he made to because wrestling was never on the level that it is now. There wow. was never, you know, hundred thousand dollar, hundred million thousand dollar WrestleManias. I mean, if you look back at WrestleMania one, they probably made thirty grand on the show. I mean, that was a lot yeah. of money back then, but it's nowhere near to the level that Vince has brought the company to. Okay, now we're gonna talk about something. Not your match, your matches. But what is your number one that you can think of all time favorite match to watch? Like you go back to all the history. You're talking about being old school. When you think about one match that you can go back and rewatch, WWE, WCW, AEW, one you saw in a backyard somewhere. What what was the one match that you go in your head like? You know what? I I that that's my favorite match to watch. Well, for me, it's kind of a payoff moment. It's kind of like, oh, this is so awesome to finally see this. And it was The Rock versus Hulk Hogan. Because you had Hulk Hogan, Hulkamania. Hulkamania is running wild. And for, you know, as a kid, Hulkamania was it. Like, you you, you were eating your your Flintstone vegetable, your uh, Flintstone vitamins. You were, you were, you know, you were tearing your shirt off. You were, you were, that's what we did as kids. Everybody wanted to be Hulk Hogan. Everybody wanted to be, you know, in Hulkamania. It was the thing. And then as you got a little older and you got into the Attitude Era, then it was The Rock. Yeah. And then you wanted to be a jabroni. You oh, wanted yeah. to, you wanted to, you know, you were the millions and millions of fans. So, like, it was to see those two collide. It was like worlds colliding. Yeah. Generations colliding. So, to me, that match meant a lot. Not only to myself, but as wrestling as a whole, I think that match had to happen. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen Stone Cold versus Hulk Hogan as well. Yeah, but he's way... Ooh. Like I, I I think Stone Cold's more metal than bone at this point. Yeah, but you know Hulk Hogan has five moves. I'm sure he can make it through. <laughs> and you know what? He sold those five moves for forty years. They the work. best worker in the business. People don't understand. Some people, are, you know, they give Hulk Hogan all kinds of crap. They say he wasn't a good wrestler. You don't have to be a good wrestler if you can work like that. Nah. When you, he was by far the best worker in the business because he knew how to work a crowd. He knew how to get the fans behind him. When you have millions and millions of people eating vitamins and <laughs> and showing up ripping their shirts off, and I mean, there was a point in time where you could go into a WWE stadium and the whole stadium was full of yellow and red. Oh, like yeah. it was, WrestleMania was, was wild. And you know that was one thing that made the WCW move with NWO so great was the heel turn. Yes. that was the very first time. Yes. I'd ever seen Hogan take a heel turn ever, and, and the whole—I mean, you, the 
Instant. Instant heat. Instant. And that, I, that was a great moment. Like, all that love immediately turned into heat, and it was amazing. I think if Hulk Hogan would have been up to it, I think Hulk Hogan could have made a turn years prior to that, even right. during the WWF days. I think there could have been a point in time where they could have, it could have been huge back then as well, but, you know. Yeah. Alright, well, it is a tradition on the show that we tell horrible jokes, at least one. Okay. And I heard a horrible joke, and it kind of plays off The Rock, so we're going to tell this horrible joke, and then right. you, you can throw something at me. Are you ready? Alright, let's hear it. You heard The Rock and his family all caught the coronavirus. Yes. Do you know how they knew? <laughs> I have a feeling I know the answer already, but I'm going to let you tell it, because I won't tell your punchline. Because the Rock's family couldn't smell it. He was, it was cooking. Coming. I knew it was coming. That's. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Awful joke. I know. Oh, man. Oh, Nothing but well wishes to the Rock and his family, by the way. I, I, well, you can hold those well wishes because uh, the Rock came out and said he doesn't know where that story came from. Ain't none of them got it. Oh, really? Yeah. He said that's it's not true. It's, uh, as Trump would say, fake news. Oh. Um, I saw a video where he was saying, like, how they. I, I saw one where he said he didn't have it. So maybe they got a, a false test and a negative test. Who who knows? This whole coronavirus thing's a mess anyway. I, I mean, I saw a video of The Rock talking, saying, hey, me and my family had it. We're all recovering. We're all doing well. well maybe the video well Maybe the video was he, that I saw was after they were all better. Yeah, maybe. Because he, he came out and said they don't have it. No. So maybe they cured it. Maybe they got off. Because, you know, maybe if any one person's healthy enough on the world to beat this virus in a day, it's The Rock. And it's funny how, you know, money... Has a way to find cures, right? <laughs> well, it just it, you know, there's people like me. If, if I get the corona, I'm gonna be in the hospital for a month. I already right. know it because all the things are wrong with me. But I'm glad because honestly, I really want in 2024 The Rock to run for president. I think that would be the best president we could. Ever I have. thought it was gonna happen in 2020 myself. Uh, yeah, and I would have voted for him over both of our choices. But we're not gonna get all political on this one because. <laughs> Uh, it just makes me angry, and I'm actually trying to be positive, happy mood. So the positive, happy mood, angry, angry. I'm, you know, I, I'm trying. I'm trying. It's not very often I, I, I get amazing guests on the show that come and drive and just to talk about wrestling. That's not true. I, I saw your wife on the show last week. You've had amazing guests before. She's on the show every week. She is an amazing person, but you know, she has to live with me, put up with me. She just started to do this because she's like, I'm tired of not seeing you. You're always <laughs> in the other room. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, that's a, on purpose. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, I'm actually also trying to get, uh, I got another guy coming on who all he does is want to talk about wrestling and sports, and he sent me uh, one, uh, apparently the Titans is Savon Javon Clowney. Oh, wow. I'm excited. So, Tennessee Titans are going to have a hurt defense this year, because that's all Clowney does is get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so. If they keep Henry healthy, I think they got a good shot. I mean, if they keep Tannehill and Henry both healthy, because they signed them both again, I think we are a Super Bowl team. I don't think Tim Hill's worth the money they're giving him, though. Uh, by the way he played last year. Well, he, he, he managed a decent offense, is all he did. Well, he, he, he has a great, accurate short game. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's, and but see, that was my same knock, because I'm a huge Kansas City fan, and that was my same knock with Alex Smith. Yeah. I, I'm glad he's doing better, and hopefully he can actually make a full recovery and actually play NFL again. Yeah. Hopefully that does happen. But I hated the short game. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. It made me not want to watch Kansas City play because I hated the short game. And that's all he knew how to do was the short passes. But Tannehill also can throw extremely accurately. He can throw a 60-yard pass. He just has to have receivers fast enough to get there. Yeah. Well, and now thanks to Derrick Henry, he can do that. Mm -hmm. So 
they're only going to do it twice, two or three times a game. They're going to run the ball like 15 times in a row. And the defense is like, okay, they're going to run the ball again. <laughs> and then, oh, wait, that ball just went, oh, where? Wait a uh, second, they threw the ball? Wait. And, and that's, Everybody in America was surprised at that, that Baltimore game. Yeah. Oh, like, they threw, oh, wait, is that a touchdown? Oh, man. I, man. Yeah, so that's why I think the Tennessee is going to do um, It's just killing that beast right now, the Chiefs. Like, mm-hmm. Mahomes. I'm really hoping Mahomes is one of those players who gets that fat contract and like, okay, I'm gonna sit on the couch now and have a beer and get fat and start playing back. I'm really. Well, he got a fat contract, but it's over ten years. Yeah. So he's got to he's got to keep playing and keep producing. No, he doesn't. He, <laughs> they, they have high hopes for him and yeah. it's a ten year contract. But they guaranteed, even if they cut him, they got to pay him like five hundred million dollars. Yeah. You're fired. Go home. Here's a check. <laughs> That sounds like that sounds like an ex-Uville coach I heard of. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the one that hired all the hookers. What was his name? Uh, not that one. The uh, football uh, The uh, football version. Uh, well, no, Petrino got paid $4 million to suck, and they got paid $4 million to, or $14 million well, to get fired. Won, he, he won his lawsuit, though. Yeah. So he got paid to suck and will yeah. pay people to suck. Well, they wrongfully <laughs> fired Petrino. I don't think they wrongfully fired him, and this is why. Whether he knew or not, he should have known. He was in charge of that team. He should have noticed hookers going into the room. That's not why he got fired, though. I thought because it was all the scandals. I thought that's why he got fired. Well, he got fired because of they said he paid a player, which turned out to be not true, which is why he won his lawsuit. It was uh, proven that there was there was no evidence to support that Rick Pitino had anything to do with pay, players right. being played. I, I, I honestly thought they maybe what they put on the paper. I just honestly felt like it was. Four years, four different scandals each year, and they're like, "You have got to go. Hmm. You, we, we want somebody who's actually paying attention." But you got to figure this though: college sports. All right, let's think about this. You're dealing with 18, 19 year old college boys. All right, we're not talking about grown men. Yeah. We're talking about 18, 19 year old college boys. You want them to come play for your school. Yeah. You've got millions of dollars in your bank account. And you have to convince this kid an eight-hour visit to come play basketball at your school. Do you not think all across the country these kids are getting lap dances? I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But you can guarantee I, I, I these kids are getting taken care of all across the country. I, I really believe that every team does this, but he needs to be like the, the U of K coach and just not get caught. Right, right. That, that's, the, that's the secret. It's not whether they're doing it. I know they're all doing it. That's why I don't get too mad when they get caught. But when you get caught, you Calabria have just pays the right people. Right. You... you you gotta be smarter. You gotta be smarter. Just like what Calipari, right before he left Memphis, right before the investigation started. Right. Yeah. yeah just... Well, well, this is my argument. This is my argument because I, I have, I'm a huge U of L fan, diehard U of L fan. I always have been, but I have friends that are diehard U of K fans, and this is my argument. You can't tell me because U of K is getting the top one, two, mm-hmm. three, four, five players in the country every year. Oh, yeah. You cannot tell me that players ten through one hundred are getting paid to play college basketball at these other schools, yeah. but the top ten aren't. Well, oh, UK don't have to pay the bull crap. No, no. <laughs> well, one, this is what one great crap is part. They don't hire hookers. They don't, because they have they have their college students. They just go like, okay, here's all the the, the ten females that love UK basketball. They'll do anything to get a good player on the team. We're not gonna pay you. Just go spend some time with them. Mm-hmm. Then that's not against the rules. See, that's just smart. Calipari's just smart. And they don't give them money. No, no, just mortgages disappear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't give them any money, but you know that that mortgage got paid. We don't know how. Right. See that. that and that and works. John Wall was driving around in a Lexus. It was a rental. Uh huh. It was a rental. I'm it sure. Was, it was a rental. Actually, I really think it was a rental. <laughs> yeah. 
You gotta turn it in into the four years and go buy a real car. Oh, see, that's you gotta be smart. And, and Calipari's the best at it. And uh, the Alabama is it Alabama the football coach. Oh, Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Oh yeah. Yeah, them two. Calipari and Nick Saban. Just figure out what they're doing, and you're yeah. good. Nick Saban's connected. In places you probably don't want to mention. <laughs> it works. It works for the football team. I think he's connected to people that would, would make you disappear at the end. <laughs> I mean, everybody loves college football and college basketball. Everybody but me. I actually don't really even watch college ball at all. I mainly just watch the NFL. That's all I pay attention to. Because honestly, I think Nick Saban could shoot somebody in broad daylight and there would be somebody going, no. That wasn't Nick Saban. He was on my boat fishing all weekend. Or, or like, he was shooting the target and that guy just jumped in front of the bullet. We don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not a Dallas receiver because he caught something, but other than that, sorry, I got to rag on Dallas a lot. One of my friends is a Dallas fan. We have a bet going, and this bet may take years to fulfill, or I might win it this year. Who's going to win the Super Bowl first, Tennessee or Dallas? Tennessee. Yeah, that's what I think. I, I'm trying to figure out what Jerry Jones is doing with his quarterback situation. Like, he has a good quarterback, but he doesn't want to give him a contract. Why would you do a thing like that? And – or better yet, you're still negotiating. Why are you getting on TV and talking about how he's not worth it? Like, yeah, that guy's going to play real hard for you this year that you didn't give a contract to and then talk about how he wasn't worth it. I think that's a horrible plan. Yeah, I, I got my... Yeah, our cousin Joe, he's a huge Dallas fan. Uh-huh. And so I always send him... Because I think the Cowboys suck. Yeah. So I sent him this one last week. He says, have you ever woke up at 2.23 in the morning and thought to yourself, wow, the Cowboys suck? <laughs> Oh yeah, no. And they, honestly, my favorite one is the. Have you seen the Dallas gun? It's a nine millimeter gun made up uh, to look like a the Dallas star and some of the colors and stuff. Oh, yeah. And it says, uh, "Best gun in the world if you don't want to shoot anybody because they can't hit anything or can't catch any receiver." It was great. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. All right, back to wrestling. Okay. What is your favorite wrestling move? Like. To, to see get done to somebody to have done like my personal one I love the tombstone pile driver I think that's one of the, the best looking moves yeah uh one of the best looking moves in in, in wrestling because even though sometimes you if you look with long hair he doesn't even get close to the ground it still looks like it's devastating mm-hmm. what what would your favorite one my favorite move and I actually ended up doing it for several years was actually JBL's clothesline Oh, the clothesline from hell. or clothesline, clothesline from hell, whatever you want to call it. Absolutely loved it because he folded people. I did. And I picked up so much from watching how he took care of people and how he actually destroyed people but mm-hmm. took care of them. Right. And so for several years, that was actually my finish. I used to kill a clothesline for mm-hmm. a finish. I, I didn't call it a clothesline from hell because obviously, oh, you did be No, but yeah. I think even the WWE something calls him the clothesline from hell because they yeah. didn't want to say that H word anymore. Right. I'm like... Come on now. Y- y'all are dropping people off the top of buildings. You can say the hell would. <laughs> yeah. You have a whole match called Hell in the Cell, which is by far one of the greatest matches every year. Right. I always love the Hell in the Cell match. Did you, uh, do you remember a horrible movie David CW did with David Arquette? Uh, I think it was called Rumble. Yeah. Do you think they'll ever bring back the triple tier cage for a match? Because they did it one time for no. real. Oh, why not? That was a great match. Seeing Canyon fly off that thing and go through the, the, the floor was great. I don't think so. I mean, it could happen. Wrestling's wrestling. History repeats itself, so it, it could happen. If you could be in the WWE in any one special match, like Elimination Chamber, Hell in Cell, whatever, what would one match you would really like to do? 
I would like to do the Royal Rumble. You want to do the Royal Rumble? Yeah. I, growing up, Royal Rumble was always my favorite. I, to this day, we still watch it every single year. It's yeah. like the one pay-per-view I don't miss. Because um, you... It, 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 and, you know, here lately, it seems like that... It's probably just because of being jaded to the business after so long. But, but you know, growing up, it was always nice seeing those surprises. Yeah. Um, and like a couple of years ago when the Deadly Boys came back. Yeah. Oh, when the Deadly Boys music hit, I went nuts. I thought they got me. They worked me. They got me good. Yeah. Um, so, like, for me, that it would, to, to be able to, to... Yeah. I mean... Oh, I just got a notification on, on the recording device, which is the iPad. Something very important. You better, you better say something to her when you go upstairs. Oh yeah, yeah, I it, will. It's the wife's birthday in two days. Oh, okay. The show. If you want to donate the show? Help us out. Go to Patreon.com/slash/WorstJokes. That's Patreon.com/slash/WorstJokes. Join a tier. Join the high enough tier. Help us out. You're gonna earn some merchandise out the deal. Also, people who are on Patreon get first dibs answering questions but if you want to find me on twitter at cman2342 answer questions on there also and youtube and facebook all you gotta do is search for ask the angry ninja promise you'll find everything we're doing hope everybody has a ninja night angry troll destroying the house yeah. like, supposed to be undefeatable they knocked him out in like two minutes yeah this is an angry troll they even gave us stuff to make it angry that's illegal even in the elf world and it's going to destroy everything. And Artemis, I was like, two minutes, it's done. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, no. Yeah. No. No. I get you. I get you. Yeah. Sad times. All righty. Um, watch Mulan. Watch Mulan. Watch Scoob. Watch Scoob. Uh, uh, honestly. AT&T Fiber presents a straightforward moment inspired by straightforward pricing. And now we just cube the pancetta as such. So what's on the menu tonight? This carbonara I found online is fire. You're going to love it, Mom. I hope you hold on to this AT&T fiber, son. It's nice. Yeah, you should settle down now that you're a good gillionaire. Oh, I am. I finally found the one internet I've been looking for my whole life. So no more one-year stands? No, I'm done with all that. With AT&T fiber, there's no price increase at 12 months. Uh, What about equipment fees? Nerp. Those were never any good for you. Exactly. But now everything's completely straightforward. Well, in the spirit of being straightforward, I never liked any of your old ones. Me neither. Y'all never told me that. But we're being straightforward now, which feels good, yeah? Yeah. Now let's get straightforward about that girl he's been seeing. Straightforward is better. No equipment fees, no data caps, no price increase at 12 months. Live like a gagillionaire with AT&T Fiber. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details.